You're listening to the Eurofolk Radio Network, and this is the Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Show with your host, Andrew Carrington Hitchcock. Hello, everybody. Returning with me today is Pastor Bob from Nevada. Um, Pastor Bob wasn't on last week, and that was my fault. Um, when we generally record, I had what I thought was other plans, but they actually didn't happen anyway. So it was uh, annoying for me also. But I'm pleased that Pastor Bob is back on with me today, so I'll bring him up right now. Pastor Bob, are you with me? I am. Nice to do the show again. Yeah, well, you're always welcome on board, and uh, it's great to have you. You're like the resident pastor on my show now, so uh, always try and do a show once a week, and uh, I know the uh, audience really appreciate your time, so that's good. And um, what we're going to do today, folks, is Pastor Bob actually, um, we did those shows on um, the Rosenthal document, several shows, and uh, I wanted Pastor Bob to pick a a topic for a show, Um, and he's actually written... um, it was a few years ago now, but this is a document that he wrote himself called Satan's Top Ten Organizations. So we're going to see how far we get through that. But beforehand, there's a couple of um, things I want to go through. Firstly, years ago, um, I heard Pastor Bob uh, on the Yahweh's Truth show hosted by Pastor James Wickstrom. And he made comments about... Um, how people will eat their children in the end times, which is scriptural, and how McDonald's and what have you, his his belief is that uh, there's human meat there, and that's where all these missing children are ending up, etc. after, you know, the uh, Jews have had their way with them, and this was his comments. And it was funny because that was back in the days when uh, Hal Turner, who turned out to be a complete traitor, he had the network, and he made... Pastor Bob to a mere culpa on that after the break because I think he was worried about what McDonald's would say and you know if he was going to get sued or what have you but he was working for the bad guys anyway Hal Turner so I don't know why he was so concerned about that but anyway um, I thought Pastor Bob was reaching there to be honest and uh, about a year ago I think it was an article came out which said that that had actually been the case and um, so I sent it to Pastor Bob and you know, I actually said to him, I really thought that you've gone too far with this one. I, I, and, and then suddenly you find it in news. Only, um, I've got another article, it's from the Daily Star, which is for the benefit of people not in the UK. This is a tabloid newspaper, um, a tabloid national newspaper. So it sells millions of copies a day. And this is from the Saturday the 20th of, no, Friday the 20th of May issue. Headline, human flesh sold as corned beef in supermarkets, shock find. Dead bodies are being collected, marinated and packed inside corned beef cans to be sold to supermarket shoppers, shock reports say. The cans are said to have been exported from China to Zambia, where they were being sold on shelves in everyday stores. Reports emerged after a woman in China warned people to stay away from corned beef exported from the country. The Chinese embassy in Zambia has been forced to deny disgusting pictures emerging in local media were legitimate. The images used are now believed to be fake and be sold in a video game promo. This is a little bit they put there. But at the end, um, they actually uh, admit further in the article. um, I think, well, where is it? Sorry. Um, They've got the pictures in the article and it seems to have been some sort of comeback on it. Um, But firstly, I'd say 
in China they eat fetuses anyway, we know, and aborted babies are sent over there as a delicacy. Uh, is that correct, Pastor Bob? Yeah, they, uh, uh, cannibalism, as it were, is uh, very prevalent in China, also in Korea, and I would assume very heavy in North Korea, uh, to where they, uh, you know, eat uh, aborted babies. Um, it's been uh, the, the mainstream papers over here in America have talked about the abortion clinics, which are really baby murder clinics, uh, that they take the uh, uh, whole fetus or uh, parts of the fetus and so forth, and they sell them in the aftermarket. Well, we know that they sell them to the cosmetic companies, and so the women out there who go buy their war paint, as I like to call it, and they put it on their face and so forth, all the creams and stuff, uh, many times that has aborted baby fetuses in there, uh, you know, dead baby fetuses that are in that. And then uh, many of them, they take and they sell to China. And I sent out several years ago uh, a big article that was uh, in the, the, uh, on the Internet of uh, where they buy those. And it's considered a delicacy and they pay a premium price for it. And so the interesting thing about all that is that Yahweh says in the scriptures that in the end times that the people will eat their children. Well, I got to thinking about that and I thought, boy, that's going to be people are going to have to be starving because I know I wouldn't eat my child under any circumstances. I'd just go ahead and starve to death and die before I would eat, kill my kid and eat him. Uh, you know, yeah, but. The real the real thing is, how is that going to happen? Because Yahweh said it's going to happen. And I thought, well, the, the Jews own the butcher shops and uh, the meatpacking companies and so forth. And so they'll take the dead bodies of the children because here in America, there's anywhere from 100,000 to 300,000 children missing, missing every year in America. And uh, a few of those are taken because of disgruntled uh, parents in a divorce or something. But the majority of those children never show up again. Well, where are the bodies? Well, besides, some of them are also shipped off to the Muslim countries and they're used for sex slaves uh, until they get to a certain age uh, of where they're not desirable anymore in their 20s or something. And then they're killed. Um, do the Muslims eat babies? I don't know. They're pretty uh, strict on their diet. Uh, they don't eat pork. But over here, the thing was is that, uh, you know, McDonald's and Burger King and all those, they uh, really push the hamburgers and they really push the sausage sandwiches in the morning and so forth. So this would be a perfect thing for the Jew uh, owners, you know, to dispose of the bodies and uh, take them there and have them ground up and kill. Well, where do they kill them in the first place? They may kill them below. They may have basements below those um, uh, meatpacking companies. Also, uh, I'm quite sure that they have basements below the synagogues. And so the children taken into the synagogues and taken down and the, the blood drained out of their uh, veins uh, with a straw, 
and then uh, they do a mock crucifixion of the children, and they prefer white children, and they prefer blonde hair, blue eyed, and they prefer between eight and twelve years old, and um, then they uh, do their torture, and then they kill them, and then but they at that point they don't eat them. The rabbis they just drink the blood and they mix it with the matzo ball, but they take the bodies to their uh, friends that own uh, butcher shops and own the meat packing companies. And they're ground up and they're put in the hamburger and sausage and they're sold uh, without question to people who just come in and just have no idea that this is going on, but they are actually eating their own children. And this has been well documented on the Internet. Uh, the What I talked about Jewish ritual murder there, Arnold Lisi wrote the definitive book in 1938 on it Yeah, um, uh, called... Uh, uh, ritual murder. Uh, yeah, my relevant defense, uh, Jewish ritual murder. And it was yeah, basically. Yeah, he and, called it my relevant defense because he was told in court that he wasn't allowed to use facts as his defense. So that was why he called it my relevant defense because the facts would defame the Jews even though that they were true. Right. And, and so you can get that book, folks. You can, uh, buy it at Amazon, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's posted on the internet for free that you can uh, get it and read it. And Arnold Lisi has wrote some great books on the evil of the Jew. Remember, they are the children of Satan. If, if I was to tell you the biggest secret discovered in the 20th century, it's not man going to the moon, which didn't happen anyway. That was all done in a uh, British uh, movie studio yeah. by Stanley Kubrick. Exactly. Uh, they never put the people on the moon. The whole hoax. Uh, I wish 6 million Jews were killed, but unfortunately, uh, the numbers down around 58,000 uh, Jews actually died in the concentration camp. And uh, that was put out by the Red Cross, which had access to all these camps. And so not to get off track here, but the biggest secret is the discovery of the two seed line message. And that goes back to the 19th century when Heinz and Wilson, uh, two British uh, writers, uh, they discovered the one seed line as they were researching the scriptures. Remember, we've only had the scriptures in English for the last 500 years. Prior to that, a thousand years, we didn't have access to the scriptures at all. And then the people couldn't read anyway. And if they could read, it was written in Latin that the Catholic priest wrote in and they were about the only ones who could read it. And it wasn't until John Wycliffe translated out of Latin into old English and uh, the Jews in the Catholic church, they hated him so much after he died, they dug up his body, cut it in four different parts and scattered it throughout uh, Europe there to, uh, you know, as a lesson to the people and to try to scare him and so forth. But when the word of Yahweh took off and the Gutenberg printing press came into play, uh, there was just no stopping it. And then people started getting in ships and going to other lands, uh, the, the Americas, uh, all up and down South America, Central, North America, down to Australia, New Zealand, down to uh, South Africa and Rhodesia and so forth. And so the people started leaving. Um, but yeah, 
that that's that's the actual fact and uh uh andrew has this uh uh great article that came out by this and but you can put this in you know uh mcdonald's serves uh, dead babies or whatever you can put that in the google search and it'll pop up websites and you can read all the articles this is not me making it up and the chinese eat uh, dead babies as a delicacy like caviar or something and um uh i knew i knew um uh what's his name uh very well who was the uh, ted gunderson who was the head of uh, the oh, fbi yeah. of four major cities here and uh he told me quite a lot about this and he did research on it and he uh uh he, he found out quite a lot about this, and he told me the numbers that the FBI faced, and 100,000 to 300,000 just in America children missing every year. Where are the bodies? Yeah, Many of them are in the hamburgers and sausage patties here. How many are missing in England? How many in Ireland? How many in France? How many in Sweden? How many in Italy? And so forth. Every country in the world has Jews, and this is what Jews do. They are the DNA children of satan period they have satan's blood running through their veins yeah and in that article the bit i was looking for when i was reading it after it said oh this has been fake etc a little line they put in and then it actually confirms it comes after a nigerian restaurant was forced to close down last year after it was discovered human flesh was being served to diners so i mean what bob said there is that's his opinion where the meat has ended up um, and he's also pointed you out to looking up for yourself. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to be careful what we're eating. And I think that what he based it on, I think, is a really good point. Because, as he said, he'd rather starve to death than eat his own child. But it says in the scripture we're going to eat our own children in the end times. Most parents would not be able to eat their own children. And so, therefore, what that would indicate is that they're going to be eating them without knowing that they are eating them. Uh, and so I think that's a really good assertion there, Pastor Bob. And um, just moving on, before we go to your uh, your piece, Satan's Top Ten Organisations, um, we spoke before the show, and basically the feedback I get on our show is generally positive. I had some, and I don't know if it was a troll or what have you, but they did make legitimate points about when you talk about, you know, the Jews should be killed and things like that. Because the concern was raised that um, uh, do we want to encourage our white racial brothers and sisters to commit acts of violence that could result in them being incarcerated for life so they may have a family. Um, they go in prison for the rest of their lives. They can't fulfil Yahweh's wishes in supporting their family uh, because they're in prison. So, um, And then they made the usual comments holders. You know, does Pastor Bob do this as well? And he's encouraging others and stuff. I mean, I can understand from a, from a perspective that, you know, we don't want to, from my point of view, we want people to follow the scriptures and we can only interpret them the way that we do. And we don't on this show tell people what to do. We don't tell people to commit acts of violence. What we do is we tell people about scripture. Um, and the, the, the feeling was, was that, of course, where it says all throughout, I know we, don't like to call it Old and New Testaments because it's it's all a, a series of books, but just for what they're known as, we'll call it Old Testament and into the New. But there's all, uh, you know, if you do this, then 
you know, you'll get the blessings. If you don't, you'll get the cursings and what have you. And all these people that Israel were, were told to drive out their land and kill the men, the women, the children, in some cases even the cattle. Um, and Israel were on top then, the, the white race, uh, when they were following Yahweh. Uh, you look at now where we are and who's in charge. Um, but you see, this has led people to conclude that we're now under the revelation that the, 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 the edict, if you like, that we're going to have to have all this flood of immigrants before Yahweh returns. And I think that's what the, the concerns that they expressed were. You, you were referring to scripture from back then that was applicable then, but if you bring that up now, then it's just going to result in families being broken up with people going to prison, etc. Uh, and uh, what's your comments on that? Well, my comments are this. Um, first off, everything I try to teach or preach to the people out there, it has a scriptural reference. I don't say this. My opinion doesn't mean anything, nor does Andrew's. What, whose opinions is important is Yahweh's and what's written in the scripture. And you either believe in the scripture or you don't. And you either follow it or you don't. A simple thing is, don't eat pork. Don't eat the swine, as it's called. And uh, six times in the scripture, uh, in the New Testament, it says, don't eat the swine. Well, the people still go out and they eat the swine and they get cancer and they wonder why. Well, cancer, uh, pork is the number one thing that causes cancer. That's a proven fact. You can look up Royal Raymond Rife. He did all the research on it back in the 20s. And he cured every known disease that there was to man. Royal Raymond Rife, uh, R-I-F-E, and you folks can do your own research on it as time doesn't permit. But here, Yahweh set a war in motion in Genesis 3.15 against Satan's DNA demon spawned kids, which was goes from the saint, from Satan himself to Cain, all then the Canaanites, which are his progeny down there, and uh, then it picked up more speed in Esau, uh, when he married the Canaanite women. And uh, so you have the Esau Edomites. And then further on down, you have uh, the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees used to be, uh, in the beginning, they were a pure white church or group, religious group. But they got infiltrated to, at the end in Yahshua's time, there were only two which was Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea were the only Phineas priesthood that were pure white Israelites, uh, Hebrew Israelites now called Christ sons today, not Christians, Christ sons. But this has to do with scripture. So you have Genesis 3.15, Yahweh commanded the war between his children, the pure white race, the seed of the woman, as it says, and the seed of the woman also extends to the pure uh, Arabs and the pure Persians. Uh, are there many today that are pure there? No. Are there many white that are pure? No. It's, it's getting less and less. The Jew knows that <clears throat> one of the best ways to destroy the white race is to race mix them. Because if he can get them to race mix a white and a black or a white and a Chinese or what have you, then, uh, from there forward, all the seed, all the children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren will always be impure and will not be allowed in Yahweh's kingdom. 
That's Yahweh saying that, folks. If you don't like it, take it up with Yahweh. The other thing is he commanded that we do a war. A war does not mean that you sit down and you negotiate with Satan and his kids and say, you guys get that land and we get this land and you do this and we do that. There's no negotiating. Yahweh commanded the war. You can look at uh, Exodus, uh, I think it's 15.3. Yahweh says, I am a man of war. Okay? Yeah. Uh, you can look at uh, Luke 19.27, where Yahweh, as Yahshua, says, those my enemies that, uh, uh, I'll, I'll read it to you for, uh, right out of the King James, but those mine enemies which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Yahweh says also in the entire book of Obadiah from uh, start to finish, uh, when he comes back, uh, all of Satan's kids are going to be stubble, which means they're going to be burned in the fires. There's not going to be any of them left, not one left. Yahweh also, when the people wanted a king, and he put King Saul in there. He said, you go forward into the land of Canaan. You kill every man, woman, and child. Don't let any of them live, not one, and kill all the animals, and don't take them for a spoil. Don't harm the trees, and so forth. And he didn't do that, King Saul. He killed about 95%, but he left about 5%, uh, figuring he was a smarter than Yahweh and going to collect taxes from them. And Yahweh said they're going to be like thorns in your sides and, and pricks in your uh, eyes. Uh, and, you know, so in other words, they're always going to be there and they're always going to be doing war with you. The big difference between Yahweh's children and Satan's kids is Satan, their kids do war against the white race 24-7 yeah. and never, ever, ever stop. And uh, they obey uh, not only Yahweh's command, but they obey their father, Satan. My hat's off to the Jew on that one item. They do obey their father. The white race does not. The white race are stiff neck and backsliding, as Yahweh said. Stiff neck meaning they think they know it all, and they know better than Yahweh, and they want to make the laws their way, and they get to disobey the laws of Yahweh that they don't want, and because they don't want... Uh, the punishments, and if the punishments come, they want to water it down, um, and so forth, and and backsliding, that they always turn away from Yahweh's true word and follow Satan down that 50-lane highway with all the bells and whistles. Um, Matthew 13, Yahweh says when he returns, uh, all of Satan's kids, all the sodomites, everything that offends him, the drunks, the drug addicts, everything, are going to die. 100%. This is what Yahweh says, folks. I didn't write the scripture. I did have, I, I will tell a quick story that when I showed John 844 and 847 to a guy one time uh, who thought he was two seed line and uh, wanted to learn, and I showed him where Yahweh says, uh, Satan's, uh, you know, it, it, Yahweh says in J John 844, that the Jews are the children of Satan, and in 847, that they're not of God. You can read that for yourself. And I showed the guy this, and uh, he called me back the next day and accused me of breaking in his house and changing his Bible. It's, that's the most lunatic thing I ever heard.
first, I, I said, repeat that, would you? He says, you broke into my house and you changed my Bible. I said, you're a complete idiot. I said, first off, I don't know where you live. Second <laughs> off, uh, I don't know how to change your Bible. Uh, third, I don't care what you believe. You can believe the moon is made of green cheese. The earth is flat. Uh, believe in the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny and Santa Claus and the Sandman. You can believe anything you want. You can believe in the holohoax. You can believe in the moon landing. You can believe uh, politicians are uh, truthful people. You can believe any lie that you want. I don't care. But this is how crazy the people get. Yahweh's word is what it is. And uh, one guy told me a long time ago, he says, really, he says what the scripture and the true word of Yahweh and what the preachers teach in the church he calls it the 70-30 preachers because they leave out 70% of the scriptures and they only teach 30%, which is all the nice, uh, happy-go-lucky, sweet sugar duty type stuff. Oh, love your neighbor. And all. that's not what it says. You, folks, you need to read the entire scripture. You need to understand it. You need to get a scriptural dictionary. Uh, a book of idioms, because sometimes they use uh, phrases that uh, we wouldn't quite understand uh, and so forth, like uh, uh, getting a camel through the eye of a needle. Or someone so lost his shirt in Vegas or something, if you bring them all up to date. Yeah, yeah I, I use that uh, a thousand years from now. If they read somewhere where a guy uh, lost his shirt in Vegas, well, he didn't physically lose his shirt. That's an idiom. That means he went to Vegas and gambled his money away and lost it. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, people would read that in a thousand years and they would think, oh, he physically lost his shirt in Vegas. They wouldn't realize that what it actually meant was that it was an expression for saying he lost all his money. Right. So as we look at this throughout the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, Yahweh commands violence. He commanded the war in Genesis 3.15. Yahweh did that. Not Pastor Bob did that. Not Andrew did that. Not uh, the Pope. Nobody said that. Yahweh said that. Yahweh commanded in Genesis 3.15 a war between his children and Satan's kid, period. And he even told you the outcome, that they're going to get their pound of flesh. They're going to, uh, you know, bruise the heel. Uh, they got to kill him as Yahshua on a crossbar on a tree. They killed him. The Jews kill you every day by poisoning your water, by poisoning your air, by poisoning your food, sticking dead babies in your uh, hamburger and sausages at work, uh, putting it in the cosmetics so that the women, uh, white women, put it all over their face and their body, dead baby body, uh, you know, cream and so forth. Um, they, they steal your money. They water down your money with inflation, which is the big hidden tax. They tax you outright anyway. Um, they, they give you phony paper money, and they don't give you true money, which is gold and silver and other hard commodities. They give you a piece of paper that isn't, it's toilet paper. It has pretty pictures on it, but other than that, it's worthless. And fiat money always comes to its true value eventually, which is zero. So people holding paper money 
when you lose all your money one day when the government decides that it's not worth anything, uh, it's gone. Just like uh, here in America, we had the, the Confederates when they had the Civil War, that all the Confederate money that they printed up. What's that worth these days? Well, it may have some uh, value for a collector or something like that, but try to take some Confederate money into a store to buy something. They won't accept it. So the bottom line when it comes to violence, Yahweh commanded the violence, not Pastor Bob. And we, I point this out to you. Do I say, do I, Pastor Bob, say that you should do violence? A hundred percent, because that's what Yahweh said. And I would refer you back to Yahweh. He commanded a war in Genesis 3.15. He says in Luke 19.27, those my enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring them hither and slay them before me. Yahweh said he's a man of war. In uh, I, I think it's Exodus 15.3. And on and on and on. And when the uh, angels return, he's going to uh, gather up the tares, which are the Jews, in the bundles and burn them. Well, I look at that and I say, well, how do you gather up, you know, the people? I, I believe what he's talking about there is gathering them into the cities. He's going to gather in uh, the Jews, the blacks, the mixed mongrels, uh, the people that are sodomites and so forth and do evil. He's gathering them in the cities. And the white race should be out in the countryside because he said in the end times, all the cities will be destroyed. hundred percent. Am I telling that true? Absolutely, Pastor Bob. But I mean, the, the, the other thing there that um, the parable of the wheat and the tares that you refer to, I think that that part can only be done by Yahweh because the Jews have changed their name. You might have people that have got a portion of Jewish DNA but they pretend that they're not Jewish. And we know that down to their 10th generation, if they've got that, that that's how they're still considered. And that's over one one thousandth and something. That That's the, the finite amount that's in there. But they're still not allowed into the congregation. You have to be pure white race. And I believe that uh, it's only going to be Yahweh that could actually discover all this DNA. Man would not be able to do it. There'll be people out there. It's like um, in Spain when uh, the, the Jews were told to, you know, pretend to become Christians and then get control of the the pharmacia and all that sort of stuff. And just, you know, just bide your time, Jews. Just go along with it. Don't worry. You'll come back stronger again. And what you were saying, I mean, the alternative to what you're saying is what people have been doing. And that's been going. And that's the the, the first point in your in your list that we'll get to. Um, but. It's basically they've been following the mainstream church. And what has mainstream churches done in the last hundred years in, in, in your country, in my country? All it's done is it promotes all the things that destroy the, the white race. And that's the primarily now the immigration. Um, and when you see all this going on, they, they say, oh, that Jesus loves everybody. So you have to let these people in. But that's not what the scripture says. <laughs> no, folks, you need to. Go to Luke 19.27 and read that over about 10 or 20 times so you really get it. It's, it's really simple. There are two, two groups of people throughout Scripture. Yahweh commands that they be put to death, and that's the Jews and the Sodomites. These days, what do you have? 
They, they're putting sodomites everywhere uh, in charge of everything. And if you uh, speak out against them, because Yahweh says to not only speak out against them, but to kill them. That's what Yahweh says. Does Pastor Bob say that? I agree 100% with Yahweh all the time. And if you don't, you're the one that has the problem. Yeah. Now, do do you want to uh, go out and kill sodomites and Jews? That's up to you. Yahweh gave you a command. You can either do it or not. That's up to you. Just like he says, don't eat the swine. You can do that or not. I mean, it's real simple. He says to tie 10%. Uh, you know, to the good preachers that are around. And if you can't find any, then you tie to the poor, but you give it to them directly, not to these phony charities. Yahweh gives you 759 laws divided into commandments, statutes, ordinances, and the judgments for breaking those. Now, out of those 759 laws, 26 of those laws, if you break them, have the death penalty period, end of story, the death penalty. And that's just for the white race. Now, the the people are, the stranger is not to live among us, and certainly the stranger is not to rule over us. Well, what do the people in England just do? They put a Muslim as a, a mayor, uh, and in America, yeah. we got a, a half Jew, half nigger, communist faggot as the president. That's not supposed to happen, folks. Yahweh says so, it's not supposed to happen. You folks need to start obeying Yahweh. Don't worry about what Pastor Bob says. I'm one of the few pastors out there in the world today that's alive, and I got my training from reading Bertrand Compare, all of his tapes and uh, books. Uh, I read uh, all of uh, Wesley Swift's uh, books and his tapes and so forth. I've read quite a number of uh, William Gale, uh, Pastor Wickstrom I've known for uh, geez, almost uh, 20 years now, I guess, not quite. And uh, I've listened and read all of his stuff and so forth. And I've done my research. And I put 100% of my faith and trust in Yahweh only. I put zero trust and faith in mankind. Doesn't matter who they are. Uh, I mean, that's just how it is. You, you either go along with Yahweh, you're either in tune with him, or you're not. I'm going to be because life is real short. And as you get older, it, it time goes quicker. And I mean, you're in and out of this life in a hundred years or less. That may seem like a long time, but it's not. And it moves along real, real quick. I'm 66 now. And uh, so I know how fast life goes by. But look at what they're doing to Europe here. The Jew is flooding because they control all the central banks. And all the central banks control all the governments. And then the governments, they get to make up laws. And to give you a little clue, mankind has no authority anywhere in Scripture to make laws. They're to obey Yahweh's laws. So all of the laws in England that are man-made and all the laws in America and Canada and France and everywhere that are man-made, you don't have to obey those. That, that, that's man-made law. And what did Yahweh said? He says, how vain they do worship me, teaching instead the commandments of men or the laws of men. They don't follow Yahweh. They follow the laws of man. Yet certainly the Jew is going to say, hey, don't kill Jews. Uh, You're an anti-Semite. Hey, don't kill the sodomites. 
uh, we have special protection for them. It's a hate crime if you do. I don't care what they say. It's what Yahweh says. And the sooner you people get that through your head, the better. You, you, If you call yourself a true Christ son or daughter, you had better start obeying Yahweh. Period. End of story. And Yahweh, he tells you what to do. You are to do war against Satan's kids 24-7 like they do war against you 24-7. That you, You're not printing up money and them using it. They printed up phony paper money, and they exchange for your labor and all your goods, uh, all your real estate and everything else, your cars, and they, they control all that. You don't control anything. They did the war, and they won. And you don't even know you're in a war. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I can't make it any simpler than that. The white race hasn't got a clue that they're in a war with the Jew. They don't know the Jews are children's, uh, Satan's uh, children, DNA, demon spawn kids, as it clearly says, and Christ told you, not Pastor Bob. This is not something I made up. These are the words of Christ in John 8, 44 and 8, 47. The Jews are the children of Satan and not of God. You either believe that or you don't. I don't care whether you believe it or not. But that's what Yahshua said, and you can go read it for yourself. And no, I didn't come to your house and break into your house and change your Bible for you, like that one idiot thought. Uh, I mean, that's why this is such a controversial thing, is when you preach the true word of Yahweh, and you don't listen to the nonsense and the lies that are told throughout the churches, be it Catholic, Episcopalian, Baptist, Mormon, uh, you know, uh, Lutheran, it doesn't matter. Any Protestant, it doesn't matter what they say. What matters is Yahweh's true word, and that's only to be found in the scriptures. It's not to be found in the churches. Yeah, and um, just to, to wrap this part up, Pastor Bob, firstly, I'd like to give out um, our mutual friend, uh, Mike Hallamore's information, because the American Institute of Theology course, or the AIT course, is another uh, course we recommend and I know that at Kingdom Identity Ministries you're actually a trustee there and um, their website address is www.kingidentity.com that's kingidentity.com and I've uh, been through that as well I've got a copy of that I recommend it and essentially what we're saying I think the best way to wrap it up is Every country that people are living in, you, wherever you are around the world, you are under a certain country and a certain jurisdiction. But that is a man-made jurisdiction. What Pastor Bob is telling you is that there are laws in the Bible, and they're the laws given by Yahweh, and they're the only laws that we should obey. Now, if you choose to commit an act that there is a law for in your country, and you receive the penalty for committing that act... That is not down to Pastor Bob or myself. It's basically you've made that decision because you are subject to that law at the moment. Okay? We know that Yahweh is going to return. So what I say to people is they have to follow their heart in Scripture, but they have to protect themselves. Now, I'm in a sort of, I found myself in a unique position in this country. My last job, I was working, well, not just the last job, pretty much all of them, 
um, working with a lot of people from different races. Why? Because I'm in London and they've got, they can't bring enough immigrants in. Now, Yahweh says that I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't be among those people. They shouldn't be in my land. But if I didn't do that job, then I wouldn't be providing for, for uh, I, I wouldn't be able to provide for anybody. And Yahweh says that I should provide for people. And so in all, by doing one thing, by obeying one law, you break another. And that's the kind of mess that the Jew has got us in. Now, I know that there are options and I could have taken myself off. I could have retrained myself. I could have moved to the countryside, become a, uh, taken a trade up like a, a bladesmith or a, a do farming or building even, you know, actually creating something, which, you know, with hindsight, I'd have, I'd have, done that with my life but in the end i've ended up doing this and spreading the word instead um so that's just to wrap that up um and just before we move on pastor bob the the story that you 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 told of your experience with that guy saying you, you changed his bible around there was another one i think it might have been the same bible verse but you showed it to someone in a christian bookstore could you go into that one for us yeah the, i had showed that uh, the the same passage because they said uh, a guy, I was in the Bible bookstore, and a uh, guy said, uh, uh, "Oh, you you seem to know a lot about the Bible." He says, uh, "I said, yeah, I know a little something about it." He says, "Well, uh, what's a good version for me to get?" He says, "They use the New International Version at my church." I said, "Well, that's that's a corrupt version," and I said, "Here's some other ones. Uh, uh, I forget which ones they had in the church, but I said." Uh, you know, the main thing is that you understand the theme of the Bible. So I showed him Genesis 3.15, that there's a war. And then uh, he says, well, you know, who, who are the children of Satan today? And so I turned to John 8.44 and 8.47, and I told him, it's the Jews. And here's what Yahshua said right here. And the guy looked at the book, and he looked at me, and looked back at the book, and looked at me, and did that like three or four times. And he ran as fast <laughs> as he could, like he was a— stole a woman's purse or something he ran out the door the glass door flew open you know and, and did that crack didn't break but he ran and kept running and my other friend that was with me he looked at it he looked at me and he says wow he says that's unbelievable i said people can't stand the truth that they want their ears tickled as it says in the scripture they want to be lied to and so if you want to be lied to folks go to the catholic church Go to the Episcopal Church, uh, yeah. go to any of these phony churches, and they'll be happy to lie to you and take your money and come back next week and they'll lie to you some more. What we're showing you here is what it says in Scripture. And the Kingdom Identity course, the American Institute of Theology course, takes you book by book through the Scripture so that you clearly understand exactly what it says, because there's a theme that runs through the whole Scripture. And it goes from actually the first book in what you have these days that you can find is the book of job that's the oldest book and it goes through all to revelation which was the last book written by uh john and uh, about 94 96 a.d and so there's a theme that runs through there and the, the theme is real simple this is a war what you're in now is a war zone for the last 7500 years adam was put here and he was put here to do war with Satan. And Adam messed up. And uh, Yahweh gave him a mate called Eve. And then uh, she believed Satan instead of Yahweh. 
and she wound up with the first mixed mongrel, they're the first half Jew, half white person in Cain. And so that's what you have. And so down through the ages there, Seth, he, he became the replacement for Cain, uh, for Abel rather, uh, after Cain killed Abel, Seth became the replacement. And so from Adam through Seth on down today and through Satan and Cain on down today, that war remains. That's a war that was commanded by Yahweh and it's going to continue until Satan and all his demon spawn kids are 100% gone, and they're going to be gone by fire, says the book of Obadiah, and says Matthew 13. Not what Pastor Bob says, what the scripture says. What you need to understand, the Jews are your enemy, and they work against you in a thousand different ways, 24-7, lying, cheating, stealing, murdering your children. I, I mean, folks, they're, they're snatching 100,000 to 200 to 300,000 children out of America every year, year after year after year. Is that doing a war against the white race? Yeah, but what do you think you're supposed to do? Sit there and drink beer and watch Talmud Vision all day? No. What are they trying to do here, here in America? They're a big push to try to take away the people's guns. They already suckered you guys in England to take away your guns and suckered the people in Australia to take away your guns. Ain't going to happen here. And they can pass the, the, the actual number between federal, state, county, and municipalities. Here in America, there's all, over 25,000 laws against guns in, in this country. Over 25, every single one is unconstitutional and a violation of the Second Amendment. And any politician who signed on to those uh, is a treasonous traitor and deserves to be put on trial for treason and swiftly executed. Will that happen here in the American justice system? Not a chance. The military swears an oath to defend America from enemies foreign and domestic. Uh, they're, they're all over in 180 different countries, but the people that are here that are destroying this country here in America, the politicians in D.C. and the Jew bankers in Jew York City, uh, are, are the, is the military doing anything against them? No, not at all. So they're either completely stupid and can't see the forest through the trees, they're in direct violation of their oath, or they're a culprit and they're going along with it and they're a co-conspirator. And may Yahweh destroy these people that are against his children. And I'm trying to tell you, they, they can go make another 25,000 laws uh, against guns here in America and try to take them away. I'm not giving up my guns. And if I do somehow had my guns taken away for some reason I was out of the house and somebody came to my house and took them or whatever, and I have them in several different spots anyway. But if they got all my guns, I'll go take them away from them because I'm a pretty tough guy in martial arts, and I will go take their guns away. I'm not going to be without guns. I don't care what Jew man-made law they make. It's just not going to happen. And and you folks need to understand that. The the white race, the youth in Europe that are waking up and they're uh, stopping the uh, uh, takeover of their countries by Muslim invaders, by violence, I applaud them 100%, and they should continue. Yes, and I mean... Um... On, I mean, you're, you're, I don't know if this is something you can really do over the um, 
uh, radio past Bob, but I know that you're skilled in martial arts, you're skilled in Sistema, etc., as well, which is Russian martial arts. Um, but say you've got a listener out there, they don't know any sort of martial arts or anything like that. You might have a, a you know, a lightweight woman listening who's 40, 50 years old. What would you say to them as to how they could best, you know, what they could carry around with them? I mean, obviously in the UK, we're not talking guns. So what, what would you say how they could prepare if, for example, someone was going to assault them? Is there something, a technique they should learn? Is there something that they could carry around with them that could be used to defend themselves, an everyday object? Uh, I mean, I, I know, for example, a lot of um, taxi drivers, you know, if they kept a baseball bat in their car, then uh, they could be charged with having an offensive weapon if they're using it because they and, and that's how ridiculous it gets. But they could be because they 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 part of their job isn't playing baseball. So what they do is they'll have a great big mag light torch, which is like a baseball bat, heavy uh, metal thing, uh, and they use that to look under the engine. And if it comes into use for anything else, then then that's fair enough. But is there anything that you could say based on your experiences, sort of um, defense tactics? Yeah, pretty much that your best weapon that you have is your mind. And no matter what is around you can be used as a weapon from a, a piece of paper uh, on up, you name it, can be used as a weapon against you. You need to understand the anatomy of the body because there's places to hit it or cut it or strike it where you're going to get some good effect and so forth. There's a, a book out, it's pretty old, it's called The Medicinal Implications of Karate Blows. And it takes you from head to toe, all the various spots. And that's a great beginning book uh, that you can get. And it'll show you the medicinal implications. In other words, you hit it a certain amount of power. Uh, you hit in the right spot. Uh, another certain amount of power, you'll get a different effect to kill, cripple, or knock out people. You folks... It's coming down, and you had better learn how to defend yourself martial art-wise and gun-wise. And, uh, you know, if I, if I lived in England, I would have guns. Uh, you can't carry openly or you get arrested. But uh, I would have guns, and I'd have them where I need them and so forth. Oh, but that's a, viola a violation against British law. That's man-made law, folks. Who cares what they make up? Queen Lizzie, the race-mixing whore over there, as I like to call her, uh, and now you got a Muslim uh, mayor and all the politicians there in the House of Lords and the House of Commons, they are treasonous traitors. The biggest enemy for England is the, the, Brit the uh, English government there. The, British, the biggest enemy for Americans here is the American government. The biggest enemy for the Canadians is the Canadian government. They're the ones that are stealing your money through taxes. Thomas Jefferson, the third president here, he had one of my favorite sayings. The power to tax is the power to destroy. They are trying to destroy you by taxing you and taking your money away so you don't have what you need for you and your family, food, clothing, shelter, no mortgage, no car payment. Uh, get rid of those. Uh, uh, about the only thing I agree with Warren Buffett he calls credit cards weapons of mass destruction. They are because they destroy you. you got to get rid of the taxes. Uh, you can need to get rid of uh, interest. That's the easier one to get rid of. Uh, as Yahweh says, oh, no man, anything. 
I'm sure there's people out there that will want to justify and say, well, I can't afford a house, so i got to make payments. Can't afford a car. No, there's ways to do it, folks. Just use your head and obey Yahweh's word. Oh, no, man, anything. Never borrow money at usury, period. End of story. There's a lot of ways to do it and make it happen. If you don't want to do that and you want to argue with Yahweh, you're not arguing with me. I did not write one word of the scripture for those uh, uh, who don't know. The last book was written uh, by John in 94, 96 AD, the book of Revelation. And uh, there's been no scripture written, written since then. That's over 1900 years that there's been no word written by any prophet. He was the last prophet, John. There are no prophets. I know the Mormons like to think uh, Joseph Smith and so forth, that they're prophets. Uh, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> and we could get into that another time. Well, we but should cover so, yeah, the bottom, the bottom line, folks, is you have to put 100% of your faith and trust in Yahweh. Do what he says. He commands the violence against Satan's kids. He commands that all sodomites should die. It wasn't Pastor Bob that said that. I didn't write the scripture. That's what Yahweh said. Now it's your choice. Do you want to obey him or not? And people who ask me, well, what do I do? It's none of your business what I do. Uh, it's only between me and Yahweh. That's why I don't go to confession in the Catholic Church and pre uh, preach my sins to some guy who can rat me out in a confessional uh, booth. I, I don't, uh, as my lawyer used to say, three things you remember when a cop stops you. Shut up, don't say anything, and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so never admit to anything, any wrongdoing that you've done. Yahweh knows, and he's the only one. You're here for his pleasure, and you're here to do war against Satan's kids. That's the prime directive. Like they used to say in Star Trek, uh, seek in uh, other life forms and, you know, uh, talk to them and so forth. Yahweh's prime directive, Genesis 3.15, do war against the Jew. It's a 7,500-year war. The Jews know full well, and if you know a Jew, you can get him drunk and he'll brag to you, and he'll tell you that the war is going on. <clears throat> but 99.99% of the white race haven't got a clue a war is going on, which is why you're losing the war, because you don't even know there's one going on. And if you did even suspect that there was one going on, you don't know who the enemy is. You might think it's the blacks or the Mexicans. They're just tools of the Jew. Yeah, and um, just, um, I was just going to ask you, on the self-defense issue, have you heard of a guy, he's a French guy called Frank Ropers? Um, I don't know if he's particularly. Basically, all that happened was I got I've got a film and, and I've just checked. You can get it on Amazon. It's called Self Defense: Empty Hands and with Everyday Items. And he shows you, like you said, a bit of paper, a magazine. You can roll up a magazine, a book. You can use a book, a pen. You can right. use a pen. All these different things. And when he actually, you know, people think that they they watch their Arnold Schwarzenegger films and stuff from the eighties, and this is how you do it. Well, the way the experts seem to do it, pretty much all the moves, he will go for the knees, uh, kick them out from the inside or the outside in, and he will go for the testicles. Not, you know, literally, these are the sort of moves that they do to immobilize a person. That any well, yeah, yeah, your main your main targets uh, are the eyes, because if you can, uh, I like a finger flick 
which is like a real quick motion and just flick it in the guy's eye. And once you hit that eye, his hand is going to raise up on that side of his body. And so he's blind on one half. So he's opened up himself lower. You can move around to that side where he can't see you. You can strike him. Uh, the throat, uh, the throat's a great thing. The juggler veins, you can choke him out about 10 seconds, and the guy just passes right out like a baby. You can take his neck and twist it and break it all around, 180 degree, turn it around like the Exorcist movie, just zip right around. Uh, break the knees, break the elbows, um, the groin area, uh, you know, all these sort of different areas of where to strike somebody and strike very hard when you do, because if you have to go to all the effort to defend yourself, I'm going to hurt the guy really bad. And if it's a situation to where he has a knife or a gun or any kind of weapon or I'm in danger, I'm going to kill him real quick. It's going to be so quick he won't even know what happened. But I would recommend that book, The Medicinal Implications of Karate Blows, was written by a chiropractor who knows anatomy very well, and he was a black belt in Kempo, which is actually my first style. Uh, but I've studied about eight different styles pretty extensively. Um, but for for women, a gun, uh, a good sharp knife um, that's compact, you learn how to use it and so forth. Um, you, the knife goes against muscles. If you have a club, that goes against bone. And these are some of the tips that you need to take off to take on <clears throat> so that you can defend yourself. We've got to wrap up now, uh, Pastor Bob. Thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the DVD that's worth a look, you can get on Amazon.com or .co.uk. Uh, Frank Roper's Self-Defense with Everyday Objects. It was $15 on, uh, .com. Um, we're going to get to Satan's top 10 organizations. We'll start that series next week. I want to thank Pastor Bob for being my guest. We're going to call this one Violence. I think he did a great show uh, on that subject. I thank him for coming back on. I thank everybody for listening, and bye for now. You have been listening to The Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Show on the Eurofolk Radio Network. Andrew's book, The Synagogue of Satan, is now available on his website, andrewcarringtonhitchcock.com, in an updated, expanded, and uncensored edition.